Good Trip Supreme. Ed, we are on the air. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from the skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why, as in why didn't I turn mine on silent yet? I should really do that, too. Yeah, it's close enough. We'll see how this plays out. Since Heretic Woman isn't here right now, I don't have to worry about it going off again. <laughs> this show started as a combination of spite and the strife end effect because people on Facebook really need to shut the hell up. Part of this is to follow through the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple, also known as the guy that doesn't know whether or not his phone is on silent or not. Damn it. No, it wasn't. Of course it's not. Why would it be? S-H-U-J-I-N. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the truncated edition of tonight's show. Uh, fortunately, it's not the 411 show, otherwise we'd be in trouble. From the Midwest of the U.S., good evening, Bridget. Good evening. From just south of me into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, good morning, Joey. You knew it was coming to you. Why, why aren't you ready yet? You've got that mute button of your own. You're going to hang me out to dry, aren't you? He did have an incoming call. Oh. Huh. I thought, all right, never mind. We'll get back to Joey in a second. Then. Just outside of Washington. Oh, my God. Things are heating up over there, D.C. Good morning, under Node Tech. There's nothing good about it. Mother Nature is bukkaking my sinuses. The pollen needs to stop. It's oppressive. Yeah, it's it, it. It I got a I got a buddy of mine that's down Virginia ways, and the picture that I saw of her from the the hay fever type stuff, uh, she looked like she got stung all over her face. Yeah, Dude, we have kind of messy. We just had a thunderstorm, complete with like heavy duty rain and hail. Hail. We had hail just come through the area here. Uh, okay. So okay. hold on. Okay, and um, one of the things I noticed because I was in my car when it was happening, um, that when it was just at the rain portion, that the rain, the the pollen was so thick that the rain was not washing the pollen off my windshield; it was adding more to it. Okay. So you could actually see the water drops and uh, in currents carrying freshly dropped out of the sky pollen onto the car in rivulets. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's also make sure that we're fully aware. Um, if there's hail, when there's a thunderstorm, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Bridget can tell you what does that usually start to indicate? Tornadoes. Tornadoes. Yes, there was a tornado watch. Mm-hmm. Somehow I'm not totally surprised. Uh, by the way, those of you that are live and watching with us right now, thank you for chiming in on the live chat. I do see you guys over there. And yes, I've got my glasses on again because I'm a little... Because he's a sexy bitch. Uh, no, actually, it's because uh, I I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so my eyes are a little... Not totally happy with me, but be that as it may. However, I tried to prop you up and you just you know, I slap away the help, man. I can't I, help you if you don't let me. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to help me. I don't need you to help me. Wrong. Then you guide me. Yeah, whatever. You guide me. 
It's not even gonna. No, it okay. Basically, comes down to this. I'm honest, even if it makes me look like a schmuck. Not the first time. Fourth, tenth, fifth. I don't. Whatever the hell doesn't matter. Anyway, so thank you. Over on the live chat, uh, Stephanie chimed in early tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Uh, Stephanie chimed in like way early. Uh, even before I loaded up the chat, and it was just like interesting topic. Mm. So yeah, this should be interesting. So do see Stephanie's over there. Uh, Sora, hi, see you over there. And um, I guess we'll get whoever the hell else. So you guys over in the live chat get the opportunity of uh, checking and helping me out with the choice of alcohol tonight. Joey, I hear you now. Do I? Yes. Um, my apologies. Um... <laughs> Roommate was out taking the new dog for a walk and decided that right at 12.05, when they know the show starts, was a great time to call me and ask me to take the other dog out to go potty. Well, uh, you know what? You got time enough to do it if you need to. So don't sweat it too much. It's already done. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So anyway. Thank you guys for being with us. Yes, we have a truncated set at the moment. Joseph is probably asleep, and I can't say as I blame him. Or he's kind of thrown himself together and going, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, whatever, whatever the, the equivalent in French is. And i got to get my coffee. i got to get my coffee. I don't know what the hell that translates to. I, I, don't, I don't speak French. It's so Greek to me. And I, you know how my ancient Greek is these days. I know one thing in ancient Greek. Aesop. Mer- After that, I know nothing. Merd, 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 merd. Uh, no, actually, uh, Malone LeBay is about the only thing in Aesop. Okay, so no, I know. No, 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 no. Oh what? shit! In French. Oh. What is it? Merd, 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 merd. Okay, so it's a merd, 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 merd world. Yeah, I saw that movie. Fun movie. Never. What are you talking about? I love my people. Paul! Oh, God. This is just what I need. Anyway, so we will, of course, be talking about stuff uh, in a little bit. Uh, like I said, Joseph might be asleep, might be joining us. Don't know. We'll find out. And uh, Heretic Woman and Dallin. Um, yeah, about them. Um, they're doodling together up over there in the top left hand corner of North America tonight. You, you know. They're off at, uh, they're, they're having themselves a great old time. They're not at the uh, biggest little furcon, best little fur, whatever the hell it is. No, they're they're all best little furcon in Texas. Uh, no, actually, this it's a it's a different thing entirely. Uh, they're they're up at their their thing over there at Reason. I don't I don't even remember what the name of it was, but we know full well that they weren't going to be around. I did send the invite out to them just in case if it turns out that they got bored and they decide, yeah, okay, we'll just pop in on them. Whatever, we'll see. But in any case, over in the live chat, you guys get the opportunity of uh, chiming in and letting me know which alcohol you want me to try. And the guys over here have got the link, and uh, most of them can figure it out if they want to make a suggestion. So I've got the container of all what's in here. Don't worry, the, the bottles are in there, too. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure it in a little bit. One of them is... Uh, that one's dead. I'm not going to do that for the uh, for the uh, what was the other one that I had the um, Guinness, yeah that uh, last week that was that was that was bad. 
seriously, it was it was bad. So we're not even going to talk about that anymore. That's it. It's, done. it's over. So let me get uh, let me get everything rolling over here because otherwise I'm going to riff. And as Joey and I discovered last night, when we start to riff, that's a bad moment. Hmm. That's that's a bad moment right there. So let me go ahead and roll you guys up over here. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minutes starts right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, disco. Disco, uh, Disco's dead. We've heard that one even when Disco was still alive and kicking. Thank you very much. I last week I I was looking at some of these uh, react things uh, from the the Fine Brothers. I think is who it was. Anyway, uh, yeah, close enough. Yeah. Anyway, so one of the one of the series that they have is typically kids react, and sometimes they have kids react to things that are by comparison, ancient or even well existing before they were anybody's worry at all. So they've had them react to things like, you know, old computers, Windows 95, where it's, okay, so how do you power it on? Okay, you press that button. That's good. That's the monitor that you just turned on. Oh, this big clunky switch. Wow. How could you? Oh, I can hear it spinning up. It sounds like a jet engine. Yeah, we know, kids. We know, we know, we know. At least you're not listening to a 33 modem trying to connect. That was, anyway, long story. But one of the things that they had them react to was specifically disco era music. And yeah, just like with a lot of stuff from the 80s, which, you know, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. One of the complaints that I heard was, it's so repetitive. Okay. Yeah, it, it true enough. That that is true enough. But I got to listening to all of the different songs that they were they were playing for these kids to try to find out, you know, do you like it? Do you not like it? What do you think of it? And the ex-musician in me started to kind of peek up a little bit and um excuse me. Excuse me. Uh why were all of these songs popular? What is common for all of these pop songs after you get out of the big band era, when you start to get into the smaller bands, when you're going down from, you know, basically having a 25 piece group behind whoever it is, that's you know, front and center to five guys on stage total, maybe. And a piece of me is really wondering now, what's common? What What is it that makes a song that's so popular, so memorable, so popular and so memorable? Is it something about the culture of the day? Uh, for some, there is that kind of thing. I mean, when there is upheaval socially, protest songs are huge. I mean, you don't have to look too much further than Peter, Paul, and Mary coming on the scene. They had a lot of stuff. Now, you get into times when socially things are nice and there's prosperity. You know, music takes an upswing. It's, it's much more hopeful. And that's kind of why I wonder what did end up happening at the end of the new wave? The second British invasion, the pop synth. 
we started to get into the end of the 80s and grunge came on the scene. It was dark, it was brooding, and it was in some ways almost unintelligible. But yet we still had stuff that was supremely popular. A piece of me wants to go back and actually do the research. What was the speed of all of that music? What was common? What keys were they using? What kind of instrumentation? What kind of orchestration? And try to pull together and try to figure out how much did the axis of awesome get right with their four chord rent and how much of it was social. Honestly, I don't really know, but it's interesting for me to look at this stuff and think what was popular at the turn of the century in the twenties and then the forties, the fifties, sixties, all the way up through today. What was common? What held it all together? What makes something popular that holds on to us for decades? I only have to say, putting on the Ritz. We know it from 1975 from Young Frankenstein. We know it from 1983 from Taco. We don't realize it goes back to at least the early 1920s. It's an old song, and yet we don't even think about it. I like thinking about this kind of thing. What makes us tick? Maybe one of these days I'll actually do the research and figure it out for myself. This is episode 211 on the docket, Your Honor. Why would you do that? Now, if, if you if you looked over the information for the show, yeah, the, the story that I linked was a little on the older side, but it's not that old, and truth be told, it's a really stupid situation. We're going to recap it briefly, uh, because there's a piece about that that's really annoying, and try to figure out, really, why would you do something like that? figure it out from there but in the meantime uh since uh mentioned earlier that uh, joseph was probably trying to you know muss up his hair trying to figure out where's my coffee where's my coffee he showed up good morning joseph it's good morning. Good morning. <laughs> yeah good morning so you're all good you get you got your coffee all ready to go yeah excellent so let me give you guys uh, a real quick recap I've got alcohol to choose from, so I'm kind of wanting to know what was suggested. Now, uh, Bridget, you had suggested the Fulton Street blend because you said that you live near a Fulton Street. I think yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is a uh, oh, this is a coffee ale, so that's a that's a possible. Um, well, right now that's the that's the odds on favor because I don't have anybody else. It's making recommendations so uh oh joseph uh let me uh put that link over for you to take a quick look at also and you can decide because yeah some of the choices in here are a little on the a little on the weird side the um what was that what was it uh 
Pineapple. Yeah. Oh, I'd go for the UFO pineapple. <laughs> well, that's 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 all well and good. So that's that's one that's one for the goose, one for the pineapple. Um, do well, we have any other? Because I've never tried anything of that sort before. Neither have I. You it's... cannot find that list. And they're, they're right to call it UFO. That link goes nowhere. Stephanie's giving me crap saying that the, I'm putting the link out there and it's going nowhere. Um, no, no, it should, it should. You know what? Hold on a second. Let me. Let me just go ahead and put it up on the screen for everybody. Everyone. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. I love having dead air. There it is. So there we go. The choices are the UFO pineapple, the Fulton Street coffee ale, the 12 Gates coffee porter, and the oh, Weihenstephaner. <laughs> no, actually, that's right. I know that it's Fuck, I actually got it right. I didn't intend to. <laughs> okay. I should go with the pineapple. Ew, you would tack. Just... Well, I had um, a pineapple cider that was absolutely fantastic. Now, it wasn't that brand, but the company that makes it, they they go around and they make whatever fruits in season into a cider and can it up and sell it. And so, like, right now, um, they're online crap i forgot what they were on but the last one they had was pineapple and it was just it was it was surprising i was expecting this basically pineapple juice that had an alcohol base to it and it wasn't it was just something very very good okay well um we've got uh, two votes for the pineapple we have uh, stephanie voting against the pineapple and saying the Vi- Vi- uh, Schwanstücke uh, looks to be the only thing I would drink. Well, that's uh, that that sucks now because that means that we've got um, um, we've got basically two for the two for the fruit, one for the goose, and one for the schlegel uh, often. Um, so I, I guess by the by the rules of voting. Uh, I guess we go with the pineapple. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> you know what? I like pineapple. Okay. Um, it. This may be famous last words, and I may I may be invoking the great god Murphy, but <laughs> it can't be worse than the drach last week. Um, mm-hmm. And I can now get away with calling it that because, oh my god, was I vile? Seriously, that was there was. That was that was really nasty stuff. So, those who know, don't drink Guinness out of a can. <laughs> I didn't know. I truth be told, I don't know if it was because of that or what the hell the deal was. But yeah, um, we're not going to. Well, maybe you t- maybe you should get a glass and then pour that uh, pineapple one into the glass to see what color it looks like. See whether it's got a, a you know like a deep yellow tint, or if it's got more of a beer kind of color to it. Well, uh, I uh, I kind of did that with the with the stuff last week, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was dark dark brown. So yeah, we'll see what happens with this. 
Anyway. So, um, pop top. Ooh. It, uh, it does smell of uh, pineapple straight away. So, um, uh, as my forefathers would have said back at the, the bottom of the boot of uh, Italy, Lachayim. That is a weird combination. <laughs> now, is it uh, pineapple and beer, or is it a pineapple cider? Uh, it started off as being uh, a pineapple taste, and then slid directly into a beer taste. So I don't know. So it's a pineapple beer, got it? Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So anyway, so the 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 long and short of the news story that was uh, that was linked for this week, guy went to see Infinity War and there will be no spoilers here. So don't even worry about that. The guy went there and decided at the end of the movie, he would do something that he's done before, which was as the credits start to roll and the lights, the house lights start to come up a bit, he would get up and he would put his hands up and he would basically proselytize a little bit to the folks using uh, such Lines as, and, and I'm paraphrasing here because we've heard this one before. If you died today, would your path to heaven be assured? You know, that that kind of rhetoric. And, and um, he scared the living Jesus out of people, partly because of the way that he was doing this in a movie theater. And the house lights didn't come up because Marvel movie credits, end credit scenes, you know? So this guy went ahead and did his thing. He didn't really see that there was any real problem because he's in the front of a very dark room with light in his face from the projector and got done with whatever his spiel was and then sat back down again and didn't know until afterwards that apparently um, some people freaked out and somebody said gun shooter and people crammed their asses out of there uh, that he couldn't see. Somebody got stepped on and, and trampled down a little bit on the way out. So he had to uh, talk to the police, who apparently charged him with something. I didn't really remember what the hell it was. But then he did an interview with the Christian Post, I think it was. I need to double check which one it was. Uh, Beth had uh, commented on it and and uh, did the thing. And apparently the Christian post or whichever group it was, I've forgotten. I'll, I'll make sure that I've got it linked to basically did a thing and said, um, you know, maybe uh, are, are they infringing on infringing on your first amendment rights to be able to, you know, celebrate your, your religion some way or other. Um so yeah, exactly right. So that's 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 where we're going to end up with. So, so now that we're all on board, we'll go ahead and we'll get into that in uh, just a couple of seconds over here. But since Heretic Woman is not here, let me go. Also, uh, recap: I don't have any new information on Rafe Badawi currently, unfortunately. Which, as we've stated on too many damned occasions, is going to be more than norm than not. So as of the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, 
10 months, 25 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. So, Joe, uh, you jumped right out of the gate on this one, so go right ahead and 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 go ahead and let us know why it's bullshit right away. There are quite a number of uh, laws that don't prohibit free speech, but limit it in certain situations. No, go like ahead. The one that says you can't say stuff like uh, fire if there isn't one. Now, this dates back to a Supreme Court decision in 1919, uh, Schneck versus the United States, in which the gentleman in question was charged with falsely shouting fire in a theater and causing a panic. And he was found guilty. Why? Because it created a clear and present danger to the individuals in that theater for no reason. Now, to my knowledge, this has always been something that has been there because you can, there are so many things that can go wrong in that situation. However, um, and this has been backed up with things like the uh, Espionage Act of 1917 and the Sedition Act of 1918, saying that you know it was it was constitutional to uh, criminalize these offenses. However, since 1969, if I'm reading this correctly. For free speech to break the law, it can't merely lead others into dangerous situations. It must directly encourage others to commit specific criminal acts of their own. So is this individual technically uh, guilty of you know, a crime simply because of what he's uh, simply because of him saying things according to the Supreme Court probably not however wh- who who charged him with the crime because was it a misdemeanor is there a local uh, a local edict that prevents for example if he was yelling this or something like that uh, civil disturbance uh, yeah Basically, that's uh, that's exactly what it came down to. Okay, so he was charged with civil disturbance, uh, something like that. I'll I'll have to pull the uh, I'll have to pull the original because, article just to double check. Because while under the Constitution that may be okay and such, uh, you got to remember there's a separation, and du- duly so our government was built that way. There's a separation between federal laws, state laws, and local laws. Yeah, true enough. And uh, there's also another piece, which is uh, a, a very important piece. And um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make sure that this goes out to pretty much everybody. If you are religious and you think that this is okay for you, you have to remember something. You're on somebody else's property. That's not public property. That's private property. 
And if they say, don't do that again, you're not allowed to do that again. And if you do it again, they will throw you out and they will say, you're not welcome back. And if you come back again, they will charge your ass with trespass because it's their property. It's not yours. The other thing to keep in mind here is because I can I could immediately see somebody who is looking to kind of make this analogy, even though it's not really analogous, would say, well, in that case, then the bakers had the right to refuse gay people from gay wedding cakes. It's like, ah, 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 that's not the case. In a movie theater, you are paying for entertainment. Okay. You have the right to choose your entertainment from the selection that's available. You have the right to choose the candy and the soda and the popcorn and all those other things. Now, going to a wedding cake place, if they don't have a topper that has two men on it or two women, and they just have a regular topper with one man, one woman, fine, so be it. They don't have that option. They can still make a cake if you're choosing a cake that's from the selection. They don't have the right to deny you that cake. They have the right to deny you something that they don't carry, like that specialized topper, because they just don't have it. Likewise, if you go to the movie theater, they don't have the right to not to to refuse you sale of your soda or icy or popcorn or hot dog or whatever it is you're getting, unless it's a product that they don't actually carry. All right. Same way with movie tickets. They can't sell you a movie ticket for tickets uh, for if they don't, if they're not going to be playing that movie or if they're not selling the tickets for that movie in advance because it's not out yet. All right. Going to that, uh, going to a baker and being refused your wedding cake because you're gay is like going into a movie theater and being told, I'm sorry, you can't watch this movie because you're Christian. Now, uh, by the way, I did pull up the uh, the original news article, and according to the uh, uh, according to the bottom of it, quote Weber, the person in question that was causing a disturbance. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Has been charged with a misdemeanor. He told CBS Two, "This will not deter his evangelizing, but he might reconsider his setting." I can't imagine why. Mm-hmm. So here's, 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 here's the deal. You went ahead and you made a dick move. You went ahead and you scared a bunch of people in a setting where there has already been violence before. It wasn't too long ago that we had a big old shooting in a theater with a bunch of people. And you saying, if you died today... I got news for you. I don't care how much you want to save everybody's immortal soul. Um, first off, A, uh, Thanos already has the soul gem, so fuck you. And two, um, that's a great way to get people to be a little bit afraid for their lives. And that's a really bad moment right there. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want to proselytize, just do it the same way everybody else does it. Get a little milk carton, find a public street corner, and do that. Why? Because we're used to seeing crazy people do that. You won't stand out from anything. Well, the other part of this, too, is with recent mass shootings, um, sometimes mass shooter will ask, 
you know, do you believe in God and execute someone accordingly to whatever answer they give? We've seen that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've, uh, we've even seen, um, you know, um, uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, I I know dead air is a bad thing, but at the same time, there's so many there's so many things rolling through my head right now that I'm having a hard time trying to figure out which one in particular I want to grasp onto. Um, for instance, uh, Halloween and the chick tracks. For instance, you know. God, I hate those things. Oh, ex- exactly. Exactly. And it's one of those things that doesn't seem like it kind of rolls into this whole thing, but it does. You're intentionally you haunted houses that are as bad as the chick tracks. Oh, uh, hell, um, hell, hell house. That's yep. That's mm-hmm. what yeah. it's called. They, they've actually had hell houses where they were, they, they didn't take into consideration that the people coming in might have medical problems or things like that. It's really, like, Oh no, you can't do this. This, that, the other thing. Well, uh, unless you repent, you can't go forward. Unless you repent, you, you you have to go backwards through all this other crap. And you know that person might have diabetes or irritable bowel syndrome or maybe having a heart attack. Or worse yet, there could be some flashing lights, and then all of a sudden, seizures. It's a fucking party. Yeah, it's all you know. You know, Joe. It's it's. Sorry, you know, I, I know, I know. I'm I'm a bad person. It's all well and good until somebody loses an eye. Then it's a scavenger hunt. So keep that in mind. So no. Really, no. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Fine. So, yeah. So the point of the whole damn thing is why? Why do these people who decide that they're going to go ahead and tell you how great their religion is? Why do they find it so necessary to scare people, to threaten them, and to say, look, you either do it my way or you're going to die. I love you. God loves you, but you're going to die, and you're going to burn fourth degree. Yeah, by the way, hellfire, frigid, mm-hmm. first degree burn. Explain what a first degree burn is. A uh, first degree burn is a superficial burn. You know, it's very painful, but, uh, you know, it'll heal. Um, kind of like a light sunburn, something like that. Um, Second degree. You One start level. having blisters from it. Um, it starts you know, damaging the epidermis and is quite painful. And it does cause some scarring. Joseph, you wanted to say... I was going to make a joke, but it's a bit too late. Okay. I was going to say first degree burns are one level above butthurt. I still, by the way, I still have, sorry about that. I still have on my, on my elbow. I forget exactly where it is, but I still have scars from a second degree burn that I got on my elbow from college, 1987. (laughs) Because I was sleeping next to the steam heater for the room which in the Western New York area is turned on from June to May, I think is what it is. And um, yeah, so I, I burned my elbow in two successive nights. Shut up. Don't, never mind. So uh, that, that brings us, okay, second degree, third degree. Uh, that's when it goes through many layers of your skin and um, into muscle tissue and uh 
yeah, deep, deep burns. Um, if you get it over a certain percentage of your body, it, you will die from it. Um, if it's in a smaller um, percentage of your body, it will take months and months and months to recover from that. And you're looking at skin grafts and all sorts of nasty things. And it's relentless pain that doesn't go away. Yeah, I had those as a kid on my both my legs. Now I was trying to jump over hibachi. Yeah, don't do that. Now, um, those of us who are not medically versed normally think that's it. That's as bad as it could possibly get. And then we find out, oh no, there's a whole level above number three. Fourth degree burn. Bridget? Could you, for the class, explain what happens with a fourth-degree burn? I have no idea. We usually deal with three. And three is enough to kill people in mm -hmm. a very painful way for people to die. Four, fourth-degree burn, hellfire. Okay. Fifth-degree. Fifth <laughs> wait, wait. And Bridget will get this one. Fifth-degree burn, white phosphorus. Oh. 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 Yeah. Now let me uh, let me really briefly explain what uh, fourth degree is. Fourth degree. Give you an example. Take your hand. It might be better if you took somebody else's hand because this is this is gonna be a little bit uh, a little bit nasty. You might remember there was a there was a TV show called MythBusters a little while ago. You might have heard of it. Kind of a flash in the pan. You'll see why that's funny in a second. And they decided that they were going to try out the steam effect i forget exactly what it was called but the idea that you could plunge your hand into the molten lead leiden first no leiden frost leiden frost effect or leiden frost that you could plunge your hand into molten lead and then rip it back out again and you would still be okay and it works Yes, you have to have a, a layer of water on you so that that can steam up and prevent the the lead from actually contacting your skin. Which makes me wonder how many people have tried it and forgotten the water. Uh, There's only two ingredients, water, lead. It's not that hard to remember. Yeah, well, how about if somebody left their hand in? Then they're, they're, they're called a, a Darwin candidate. No, no, it's even worse than that. Because at first, if you're fortunate, you will have a first degree. If you were super lucky, more than likely you will end up second degree with blisters. And that's nasty. Third degree, you have probably baked a good portion of the upper layer or most of your skin. And this could be grafted, could be helped, but you're still going to feel that for the rest of whatever. Unless they cut the nerve endings for it. Yes, well, there's always the likelihood for phantom pain, which is a whole other issue, but, mm -hmm. but fourth yeah. degree? Fourth degree, you have literally cooked the piece that is burnt. Cooked it straight through. It is as if you had taken it and put it on a barbecue and left it there. There's... there's Nothing left. I mean, if you're hungry, that might be a good thing. 
No, no, because you would be uh, you'd be in sweet, sweet, merciful agony. Merciless, I should say. Sorry. And if someone were thrown into the lakes of fire and brimstone and lava and the other ways they've described hell, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about unending torture as if someone was being barbecued. Like in the uh, movie Darkman. Don't know. Didn't there was see. literally muscle had been cooked away down to ligaments and bones and things like that. That could be. That and they be actually talked about the uh, experimental technique of cutting nerve pain nerve uh, receptors so that he wouldn't be in exquisite pain. What these people are doing is showing how scared themselves they are at their own religion. Of course. They're also fanatical about it. You know, you've, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. This is how deeply I feel about it. That I have got to scare the shit out of you so that you will do it too. Well, self-validation. This is what I'm doing to survive. So you have to do it too. Because I don't know any other way. Here's what I find interesting is, um, you know, having dealt with hospice patients, um, the more religious ones tend to be the most afraid to die and seem to fight it the hardest. Uh, go figure. If they really thought that they were going to heaven and, you know, get to spend eternity with, um, you know, Jesus and God basking in the glory or whatever, why do they fight death so hard? That's what like the deathbeds of these uh, assholes, the ones that are like so outspoken and everything else. And just as just before they die, like to lean down to their ear and whisper, are you sure you made the right choice? That's just cruel. Mm. Well, think about all the people and all the children. A lot of these people torment and and torment in such a way that it leaves a long lasting negative impression that for some people need therapy for years if not decades to get over yeah i think really that moment and then they're done and then they don't have to worry about it because there's you know more than likely nothing beyond after that oh god they had a moment the last moment oh well but, so I won't have to relive it. Yeah, but see, the, the, the problem with that is, as... Don't forget, I'm a dick. I, I, I understand that. But as somewhat satisfying as that type of revenge would be, of, of let, we'll call it revenge for a second, it still doesn't do anything to help the people who have already been harmed. I know, I know. It's just one of those moments where you go, oh, that would feel so good to do that. And yeah, you're right. It, it's a dick thing to do. Um, it, it's something that I wouldn't end up doing, even if I got the chance to, just because I would end up feeling like shit, knowing that I had tormented them at their last moments. But my brain does come up with stuff like this and go, oh, but it would be so much fun. Like Pat Robertson. Yeah. Well, the the one time that I that stands out in my mind that I was just horrified at what I had heard 
um, was, you know, there was a woman who was dying in hospice and a family member of hers came right out and said, um, well, the reason why she's not dead yet is because her heart's not right with God and they're having a discussion first and said that in the room with the family. And I'm pretty sure that that person heard that on some level. I was horrified. I'm sorry. If, if, if my mom's on her deathbed and anybody says that in the room, I, there's going to be a lawsuit because I am going to knock the. Yeah, they're going to go unconscious because of my knuckles. Yeah. You know, the indoctrinated to me, it seems that uh, even reality to them is a concept. I mean, you know, they're always preaching about morals and all that, but they're just displaying an utter lack of moral moral anything actually in their behavior you know we at one point asked why do they do this well think about it why do parents tell their children at least here in the states if not in other countries well if you don't behave yourself santa claus isn't going to come and bring you presents now any now this is not something i'm expecting an answer out of the panel this is something for the listeners or the viewers to ask themselves. If you've done this, what was your reasoning behind it? And now you can take pretty much almost any of those answers and apply it to that guy standing up in the theater doing his shtick. Sorry. Um, I just read over something that was uh, a little Difficult unexpected, to yeah. A little difficult to uh, process there, yeah. What the Santa Claus thing? Uh, no, no, something else entirely different. Uh, later, later. later. Um, so the, the biggest problem that we end up with, uh, like I said, is instilling this fear into other people, and the biggest problem that we end up with for that is well. The kids, the people who haven't had the opportunity of thinking stuff through enough yet because they are just not old enough to do it. Um, we've heard the various stories of the, the, the nuns in Catholic school who will do, in some cases, whatever it takes to teach you because that's their job. There are stories, and I I cannot completely vouch for the veracity of this one. And I'll explain in a second. Of nuns, especially way back, who would slap the hands of kids with their rulers mm-hmm. if they were left-handed in order to they should not use the sinister hand. Anybody remember their Latin? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is sinister, Joe? Left-handed. That's all it means. Pretty much. a really good movie. (laughs) Take your word on that. But, yeah, so that was the entire reason why they said, you're not supposed to use your left hand because that's a sinister hand. Whack, don't use your left hand. My grandmother came over on the boat from Italy. She had to deal with that. And... Even though she had been left-handed, she learned to write with her right hand because that's what you were trained to do. 
Even I got that because um, I play all sports with my left hand, baseball, golf, and uh, only right with my right hand. Me too. That's Hockey. Okay, that's that's a weird one to me. I mean, I, I would think for the most Sorry. My, my guitar teacher, when I was in high school, he was forced to learn to play the guitar with his right hand, even though you can learn to play with your left hand just by reversing the orders of the strings. And, and flipping the, the flip of the guitar, right? Yeah. I mean, granted, the pick guard will be on the wrong side, but if you're doing finger picking, which is what he was teaching, you don't need a pick guard. That's true. That's true. And uh, it for a long time, you can get a left-handed instrument. And, I mean, a left-handed, well, for the most part, left-handed anything. I mean, the only thing I can think of that doesn't care one way or the other is a pencil, for crying out loud. Actually, come to think of it, chopsticks don't care much either. I, I, I love the year when they came out with left-handed beer cans. That was great. I've seen a left-handed coffee mug. And the left-handed pencil. Um, and back when I worked in construction, I was asked for a left-handed screwdriver. So I took the master mechanic most favorite screwdriver, because he was the one who asked me for it. And I took a Sharpie and I wrote left on it. And we put out his right hand to take it. I said, ah, ah, OSHA regulations. You got to use your left hand. And he's like, give me that. And then he saw I wrote on it. And he was, he never asked me for another tool ever again. Mm. Malicious compliance, baby. That's just wonderful. You're nasty, some bitch. You know that. I am a dick. Yeah. Confirmism Uber Alice. More. I, I like to think of myself more of an asshole than a dick. Yeah, you kind of have to be a DJ to do that. But that's well, a that's a thing. Together, you'd be gay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. <laughs> that was good one, Joseph. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, we're just gonna move right along from there because I got too, I got too many things going through my head right now, and I don't. You know, there's only so much I'm willing to push. This is this is not one of those times. I, I back to the left-handed being sinister. Yeah. So that is a matter of. Opinion. I can't. Uh, well, I was gonna I was gonna say retraining somebody to be right-handed instead of left-handed. I don't know if I would exactly term that as brainwashing. I would have a hard time calling it that, but I don't know what the right term might be. It's forcing conformity onto a population. Yeah, okay. I, I was wondering if they said, if, if I was a teacher teaching a class of students, and it was an art course, and all our scissors were right-handed scissors, and none of them were left-handed, none of them were left-handed. And I had a couple left-handed students. I would, I would take them aside and say, look, I understand that you're left-handed, but I don't have any supplies. So what I'd like you to do is practice cutting with your right hand so that later in life, when you run into an environment 
where this happens again, you will be prepared. You know, I would turn it into a teaching experience, a way of developing a second skill, so to speak, that sort of thing. I wouldn't tell them that, you know, hey, using your left hand goes against the, the guidance of God. Yeah, well, it's it's not it's not impossible. I mean, um, the, the the learning curve's a bit longer. Like, um, I played guitar right-handed, and one of the reasons I really got into it, I, I hesitated to get into it, is because um, there's just you know so much to build upstairs. Oh, by the way, this is really cool. Uh, you were talking about grunge music before, and we're talking about playing guitar with your right hand. Kurt Cobain was left-handed and played the guitar with his left hand. Hmm. Okay. I, I was a uh, I was a headbanger back in the day. Did, did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, what did he do left-handed? The strings for the guitar. The strings for the guitar were right-handed, but he played with his left hand. That's my understanding. Okay. All right. Jimi Hendrix did the same thing. Before he went left-handed, I well, think he, he learned did. right, and then he gradually switched over. No, Kirk, my understanding is Kirk Cobain played left-handed because he was left-handed. He just—that's how he learned to play. He didn't learn right-handed and switch over. He just went straight for his left. Because, dude, grunge—it it was a whole bunch of nonconformity going on there. That's true. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was part of that group. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I was a headbanger. I was a skater. I, I hung out with all that. I did the you know the music and the, had the discussions and uh, didn't do the drug part of it though. It was fun to watch everybody else get high. <laughs> I was too young. You still too young? Who are you kidding, child? Well, so what? The drug age, not from sixty five. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Happy retirement. Good. Spend the last 20 years of my life on POD. POD wasn't bad. No. No. We'll just... just... Did Did I derail that? No, it's. You remember how I said I had like way too many things. Now I'm I always, I've, I've 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 got images in my head of like taking take. Okay, if we took if we took the picture of you from this uh, from this avatar icon that you've got now, I'm now picturing like painting you with using finger paint techniques and and, and painting you with all streaks of blue woad all over and and letting that just sink in and, and do its effect on you. It's it's just me now. I'm thinking of the right stuff, aren't I? The right stuff. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Different thing. Different thing entirely. Never mind. Whatever. Back on track. I just, Maybe. you know, I've been um, away from the internet for a few days, and I just came back to um, discover that there was there'd been a stabbing in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell, there was a shooting in uh, Australia. And you guys heard about it before I did. <laughs> well, you did say that you've been kind of excommunicado for a little yeah. bit of time. And enjoying it, actually. <laughs> Good on you. But uh, yeah, I, I heard about the thing in uh, in Australia. Anyway. 
So we've got somebody who decided that they were going to go ahead and do what they think they're supposed to do in, 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 in too many things again, only because he thinks he's supposed to. And in the process, scared, you'll forgive the expression, the living with Jesus out of a whole bunch of people because they were afraid they were about to die. Mm-hmm. That's a bad moment. That's a very bad moment. And somebody actually got hurt. And the guy has gone ahead and to some credit kind of owned up to it. The idea that this guy would have um, apologized to the person that got hurt or gotten in touch with him and said, I'll take care of your medical bills for it. I haven't heard one way or the other on that. Probably not. But I did look over the website for the ministry for the people. He and his wife. It looks like some Wix.com cookie cutter put together kind of thing. And the idea that they've got on there that says that we will do whatever it takes to proselytize. Good terminology right there. Mm. So you're going to go ahead and you're going to do whatever it takes to bring the word to the inner uh, what what was the terminology that they used for it exactly I've, I've forgotten exactly what it was but it was something about bringing the word to the um the inner empire meaning the interior of the country where it's landlocked hmm. i don't know why specifically but they did specifically also mention california and internationally And they would do whatever it would take. I'd I'd like to see the science on. I'd like to see more science on indoctrination. Exactly what it does to the brain, because um, Ooh. it's abusive. I mean, especially you know if you if you're telling children things that are not demonstrably real, you're not doing that in the interest of their comfort or survival. Yeah, there's a problem with that though. Um, there's there's a there's a huge ethical problem with um, trying to find uh, how how to best. Do. You'd only be able to do it as an after the fact study, because trying to study kids' uh, brains in in oh god, I mean, how, how do you how do you well, we already see it. We already have seen what this stuff does. Well, when yes. we look at countries that have high rates of uh, religi- uh, religiosity in their in their in their government, you know, theocratic governments and stuff, and we can look and see the statistical difference between them and countries where their laws are more secular based, and look at the violent the level of violence. I mean. Colombia, right? Colombia has a high Christian, uh, um, uh, high Christian um, population, right? Well, just a couple days ago, two nuns got arrested for torturing. It's currently, uh, well, first off, it's allegedly torturing, right? So it's still being investigated. Uh, Close to. 60 children by putting burning them, uh, putting their heads into toilets, um, basically torture, 
The local residents, the neighbors, call uh, called the uh, place which was called Santa, which is called Santa Clara Rebirth Home. The local neighbors call it Hell House. So does the local media. In fact, it got shut down once before for uh, uh, alleged crimes as, as well. And it was allowed to reopen this, you know, the, the, the Columbia Evangelical Council says that, you know, the area is about 85 percent of that whole region follows Catholicism. The Catholics Bishops Conference, they 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 shoot the number up a little bit higher than 90 percent following Catholicism. You know, this is even UNICEF said, <laughs> yeah, this is bad. Okay, when we look at areas that have, you know, lots of everything that all this indoctrination from these religions being forced down everybody's throats, there's high uh, uh, statistics of different types of crime, whether it be rape, um, whether it is uh, child marriage, whether, well, we consider child marriage to be horrible because it is. But in other countries, hey, marrying a, a girl at age 10 is perfectly legal. You people have something seriously wrong with you. Um, violence, uh, beatings, um, honor killings, you name it. It's, it's absolutely horrible. I think uh, indoctrination is it's, it's mental slavery. It's making a human dependent upon an organization for their entire life because um, when you tell somebody that they're inherently broken, yeah, that they are wrong, that they're no good, that they will never be good unless they do exactly what you tell them to do. You have and you do this to this person at starting at a very young age and do it through all their development, all that stage of all the various stages of development. Excuse my language, but you are going to fuck them up. I have to say that goes beyond religion, though, because. um, Yeah, but religion is a big offender of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they 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 were the ones who. Well, let's let's say they're the pros. But corporations have learned a lot from them. Admittedly. And the, the problem of it is, uh, as was said, we can't lay this one entirely. We can do it mostly. We can't do it entirely at the feet of any one religion or in religion's lap entirely. It's, Correct. as always, it's a matter of ideology. Slavish? Slavish? Slavish devotion to to ideology, and when this happens, uh, and and Joey, I think I think you can you can pretty well back me up on this one. It is the epitome. It is the absolute pinnacle of gaslighting someone. That that's the very definition of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, but, but it, it, what bugs me most about it is that it goes down to our most you know, our most basic instinct is our survival instinct. And if we don't feel responsible for our own survival, we're going to depend on whatever model that's been programmed into us, which means the organization who programmed us. So, oh, no, you don't know. We know. So you depend on us. It's 
And I think in somebody indoctrinated, it's not even conscious, not even functioning at a conscious level. It's like even subconscious. That's so fucking relevant about it. Yeah, because it, it influences uh, all the biases that you've got. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, they think, they're, they're, uh, they literally feel if they don't follow these rules, then they're in, ver- they're in mortal danger. That's what the brain is thinking. And I'm saying this also as a believer, a former believer. And if you hear over and over again how horrible you are and how broken you are and and how evil and sinful and, you know, all those words uh, you are, you start to believe that. And there goes your self-esteem and self-concept and uh, good luck trying to get yourself out of that. You know, I want to, when a man says that to a woman in a relationship, that you're broken, that you're nothing without me, or when a woman says it to a man in a relationship, that you are broken, you're nothing without me, or even an adult to a child says that, okay, that is defined as abuse, emotional and mental abuse of another person, yet when somebody has that in their religious texts, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but having read multiple religious texts, your God is a narcissistic abuser. Well, they make the God do whatever. It's it's a fucking it's a it's a virtual marionette ventriloquist dummy. That's all it is. Yeah, man-made God. Well, yeah, and you find that the the you know from their the big book of contradictions, they pick and choose whatever rules most suit them at the time, you know. And over history, you know, like during times of slavery, they used biblical passages to to justify slavery. It, it's 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 not about the book; it's about the the human holding it. But it's even worse than that. I mean, it is the it is the avatar of avarice and i can't believe that i just thought of it in this in this term when we look at the gods of other areas the let's go with the greek gods for a second they were they were they were basically human they had lots of lots of power they had power. They had the ability of doing whatever they wanted because they willed it to. Effectively, magic, but whatever. But well, if you want to think of it in scientific terminology, the, the closest we could associate it with would be they could basically control the world at a quantum level around them. But, yeah, but let's most of them had had certain them. specialties, though. Yes, cool. Yeah. So the uh, the. And a lot of them behaved like grown-up children. Well, just like yeah. huge toddlers with like dangerous toys. Yep. Exactly. And they had all the same faults as humans. Actually, the gods would represent the the, the different um, aspects of human nature, like jealousy and all that. They would, they would embody that. And they might have even been made for that. Yeah, exactly so. Uh, the first one that came to my mind instantly is... Uh, Arachne. She gloated that she was better looking and she was a better um, 
uh, a better weaver than I believe it was Aphrodite at the time. I could be wrong. Forgive me. But whoever it was, they had a contest between the two of them. And Arachne went ahead and, and wove this beautiful thing and showed up the god. And the god said, you know what? Just for that, you forever will be weaving everything for the rest of your life and all of your progeny afterwards. And I'm going to shrink you down to the littlest, teeny, tiny size. And just so that you can weave everything, I'm going to give you extra arms and legs so that they can all weave everything and that's how spiders were crafted that's the story of why there are spiders it's a complete thing about jealousy about spite about pride about just so you know it was uh athena not aphrodite athena Somehow I had I kind of I kind of figured it was probably going to be because I mean Aphrodite yeah okay but you know Athena yeah she got a nasty streak all down her back yeah. actually but but you see what's going on there because uh, in most cases the gods were actually bad examples of how to behave like don't be yeah, like Zeus like, like Zeus actually came down to Earth and raped a woman well uh, well he was a goose. So she was asking for it. But here, here's the point. The point was is that he saw himself as the father of the gods. You know, he was in charge. He was a big head honcho dude. And well, he could do what he wanted. Well, he was the king. Yeah, exactly. It's good to be the king. <laughs> <laughs> but well, the, then there was his dad, Kronos. But yeah, we don't have time for that. <laughs> so the uh, but but the point of it is the Christ uh, sorry the Abrahamic God is the avatar of avarice anything that he could possibly have he will have creation that's mine you can't take that away from me because that's mine life that's mine light from dark that's mine well, as long as you don't not. have iron chariots well yeah I, you know if they made, <laughs> if they made if they made the gremlin out of iron instead of steel can you imagine <laughs> you you laugh you see you you know what the joke is <laughs> yeah uh, my husband used to drive one of those <laughs> ah. Way uh, back when. Um, Fishbowl on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly cars. <laughs> um, I'm going to type something uh, very quickly. Um, of course, I won't be able to see it. Oh, God. And I'm glad I typed that instead of saying it out loud because that was like really mean spirited of me. Um, trust me, those of you that are listening right now, trust me, you don't want to know. <laughs> I know you want to know, but you don't want to know because apparently, um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got bad, bad stuff rolling through my head tonight. So here's, here's, here's the deal though. If you are brought up to believe, that your big bad mojo daddy in this whatever uh, is the end all be all and it is taught to you as a 
fact. You will believe it. I mean, perfect. I mean, let's let's face it. Um, Roman Catholics represent. Yeah, we we were taught that that cracker was uh, becomes flesh and blood in our belly. I never really understood what that meant that I was eating zombie flesh. Zombie, eat fresh. Um, and it was just a thing you did because it was a thing you did. I mean, Joe, I I, I would assume for you that it was at one point kind of okay, yeah, you, you do because you do, but uh, it's just part of the mechanation. Yeah. All I can say is Wait, that's the blood of Christ? Jeez, the guy must have been wasted 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like practical, practicing ritualistic, symbolic uh, cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I did see a really funny one where uh, somebody said, you know, if, if you have like a, a, a bowl of these and eat it like cereal with the wine, you know, you can get a whole year's worth of redemption in one sitting. <laughs> I mean, there was some... That- I need to find that picture. <laughs> there, there was a movie I was watching with my SO called Lady Bird. And uh, at one point in the movie, there are these two young girls going to this religious that go to this religious school and they're kind of hiding out and they have a box of the communion wafers and they're just kind of on the floor chatting and they're eating the wafers like Ritz crackers. You know, the next time we get a, uh, the next time we get somebody to drop us some money on Patreon, I'm going to buy some. Just off Amazon? Yeah. You really want to do something with that? Buy those and dip them in onion dip. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, 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 no. Or cheese. Jalapeno cheddar. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need some, I need some carne con queso. Because oh, if you're going to piss off everybody, carne con queso. With bacon. With bacon. And it can't <laughs> be that, real. That, that, it, would, that would be the carne. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it, carne it, has bacon in it? I did not know that. You, 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 <sighs> do you know what carne means? Wait, no. Meat. It's meat. Just meat. Yeah. Okay. So, bacon. That's the carne. It could be beef. Uh, it could be pork. It, it doesn't matter. But by, bottom line, I need to have something with um, meat of some kind, preferably bacon. Or you know what? I'll just include it. And it can't be real cheese. It's got to be fake cheese. Gonna get piss off Twenty percent extra sin. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. If I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to piss off everybody, I might as well piss off the Jews too, and those bastards that think that mm, only real cheese. No, man, I'll get. Oh, I'll get. Get a can of Easy Cheese and spray that in there. No, 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 no. no. I get to really piss everyone off. You have to put pineapple on top of it. No, 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 because it's all gone. Pineapple and bacon bits. (laughs) Canadian bacon. No, 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 no. It's got to be real bacon because it's going to be fake cheese. I'll get a little thing of Velveeta. Yeah. That'll work because that'll melt real nice. Yeah, I'll piss off everybody. Okay, the the point of... Okay, the point that I'm going to... when you mix it up with your deodorant. 
<laughs> Velveeta, ground beef, ground bacon. Wait, Velveeta, isn't that the spray cheese? No, um, no, that's easy oh, cheese. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Velveeta no, is the brick. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, the, the idea of using squeezy cheese? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Leave me alone. Uh, yeah. Even I have my standards. Low that they I might like be. squeezy cheese. Yeah, oh, wait, but, I don't have any standards. Uh, well, okay, I, I'm I'm a little bit above you on this one. So, so the point of it is, God, where the hell was I going with this whole damn thing? We don't like ideology. It doesn't matter what it comes from. It could be religious. It could be economic. It could be political. It could be about cars. We don't care. One of the things that we collectively, and I, I think I can say this for all of us, we don't like ideology. Period. End of story. Now, I could be wrong, and anybody is wanting to go ahead and correct me, raise your hand. Oh, look at that. You've all got static icons, so it doesn't matter. Fuck y'all. Fine. <laughs> so it is. I'm raising my hand. I don't care. <laughs> go ahead. Tell me that I'm wrong, though. Yeah, well, ideology. If if you're gonna go by, you know, there's there's tried and tested ideology, which means okay, like uh, fire hot, fire burn. So, ah, you know, that's not that's not that's ideology. Not he's but he's talking more like dogma. Well, yeah, but like if if you're talking about the untested, um, the un the indemonstrable, um, well, yeah, of course it's, or even conformism. It, it it's hard to draw a line. Um, no, it's not. No, it's, it's it's very easy. Well, like, you, you can know, tell people... I think it almost comes down to certainty, because just... I think we should really start to teach people that um, there's there's really no such thing as certainty. To, um, to, there's there's always another way. There's always um, a better way. You always, leave the, you always have to leave the possibility for a better way. You see what I'm saying? Yes, but there are... Just like with every exception, there's an exception to every exception. I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure I can get backing on this one, even from the non-medically trained group of us. I'm pretty sure that it doesn't matter if you consider it ideology or dogma. If I dive down to the bottom of a 12-foot pool and mm -hmm. inhale, I'm going to have a really bad afterlife. Mm -hmm. Just saying. The, the dogma, the, the, these whole things are truly bad. That's why Star Trek is so great. Uh, okay, that qualifies as non-sequitur for me, but... Um, I literally heard crickets chirping there. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. No, so, the, the problem is, is any anytime you're telling somebody, you need to do this because uh, this is what our deity says. You need to do this because this is going to make you a better person because I say so, you know, argument from authority... Um, anytime well, from the book, right? But the point is, is anytime somebody is telling somebody else what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it, you just know, take my word for it. Exactly, and and, and they're yeah. not allowing you to question it. That you're not allowing you to actually test it or do any That's of these it, things. Exactly. Right. That's what then, I was trying to say what, then what you should, as a person, should be doing is going. Hold up, put the brakes on. I'm sorry, but if I'm not allowed to ask questions, if I'm not allowed to test what you're claiming, 
then I want nothing to do with it. And this should be every human being on the planet. We should be teaching our kids this. Everybody, seriously. Anything that forbids question questioning is, for me, is instantly questionable. I mean, mm-hmm. why sure. don't you want people, you know, why don't you want further examination? Why don't you want people testing that? Yeah. What are they trying to hide? If it's so good. Yeah. And that's why so many of us uh, on uh, on April Fool's Day, on April 1st, will spend a lot of time on social media posting the meme that says, why don't you treat every day like it's April 1st and question everything that comes across your feed instead of just cross-posting everything just because you think it's funny? I mean, they found thousands and thousands of stuff on Facebook that were linked to Russian organizations or Russian companies uh, it, dealing with uh, our politics here in the States. How many people looked at those and went, oh, yeah, I, I agree with that 100% and never even questioned where it was coming from, who was who, who was making the claim? None of that. You know, yeah. I, I really think this is a state of mind, um, and it's almost like a switch in humans that we're supposedly supposed to throw around adolescence where we become responsible for making our own value judgments about everything and this is this is where the questioning the even the ability to question comes from but if you're brought up in a way where you're just trained to follow models like oh this is how everybody's behaving so you have to do the same way and that becomes your definition of good and bad that becomes your only definition of good and bad. If it's the same as the crowd, it's the same as whatever whoever taught me, then it's good. And if it doesn't match that, then it's a threat to my survival or a threat to everybody's survival or whatever, just like a danger. Underline yeah. that a thousand times. And that's yeah. that's the emotional response you get. And that's you know, that also explains the the irrational behavior and sometimes even violence. Um with these people, with somebody indoctrinated, how they deal with uh, non-conformism. Yeah. Um, before we uh, uh, before we start getting into the uh, uh, the last stage of the whole damn thing, uh, let me give you a perfect example. Um, I don't know how well you remember this one, uh, meeting all of you guys. Up here in the Buffalo area, back in the mid to late 90s, I forget what year it was, there was a doctor who worked at um, a women's health clinics who did perform abortions. I forget what the hell the the doctor's name was. A sniper in the affluent suburbs here of Buffalo shot him. His claim was that he was trying to shoot him in his hand in order to prevent him from further performing um uh performing abortions on and and killing innocent children later but ended up i believe killing the doctor because the doctor was doing stuff against his own moral position because of his religion this is admittedly an extreme position but Joe, we've talked about it on multiple times. Mm-hmm. You've lived up there 
in the Pittsburgh area for a while now. Mm-hmm. We've been past the women's health clinic where Anthrocon is many times. Yep. They have a yellow circle on the ground. Why? Because people have been known to uh, bar the entrance, uh, vandalize the front of the building, um, verbally and occasionally physically attack those who are entering the building. And they've had their front window broken how many times, give or take? So don't even ask, because I have no idea. Many, I think, is a good number for it right about now, right? Many? Sounds good? Sounds sounds about reasonable. As as unreasonable as it is. Yep. And Bridget, you know full well, there are all these people who protest in front of these damn places for no other reason other than it's a religious bend for them. Because here's the question. Are there any medical, science-based reasons for people not to have abortion I'm probably framing that improperly, but I think you know where I'm going for. Yeah. I mean, medically, it's a very safe procedure. It's safer than a lot of other surgeries, and it's definitely a lot safer than um, going going through childbirth. Is it safer Uh, than perhaps, um, I don't know, um, the old wire hanger bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does save lives. Um, I mean, with, with any procedures, there are risks of, you know, maybe perforating your uterus or something like that. But, you know, as long as you have a competent doctor, that's very, very rare. Um, and let's not forget that nature, the, the biggest paradox of all this nature is the, the world's biggest abortionist, because I think, what, what's the what's the percentage of miscarriages that occur naturally? Ah, but you see, that's the thing. It's God doing that, so it's okay, because God made us. What right do we have to judge God? And that's the argument that they give. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condoning their argument. I'm not agreeing with the argument. I'm saying that was sarcasm. That's the argument that they use to try to take away other women's rights. But on the other hand of this, from a medical standpoint, um, you know, some people say that Life begins at conception. In the case of a molar pregnancy, that's not life. It is a clump of cells that if you do not remove that, um, it will turn into cancer. Now, is that life? Is that an abortion? What is that? They don't stop and think that that happens. See, I think George Carlin said it best, and I'm paraphrasing here. Because uh, I don't remember the exact words, but if you look at some of his shows, you'll eventually find his, his performances. You'll eventually find it. He basically said that life is an ongoing process that started a long time ago, will continue on for a long period of time where things are born, they die, they're born, they die, they're born, they die. And it just goes on and on and on and on. You know, it's not a, oh, it starts right here, this, that, and the other thing. Because if you really do look at it, when does a new life start? Well, a new life has is already been around. It's in our cells. It's in our DNA. The potential is always there. And it gets realized when the various specialized parts get developed. But that does. But just because you've started the process to get that, you would roll downhill that eventually gets there, 
It doesn't mean that just because you started the process, you have a finished product. I'd like to know when sentience. I think that would help the debate a lot when we when we know definitely when sentience begins. Well, see, yeah, see, we're, we're closer to that because we already know when the heart develops, when the brain develops, when the genitalia f- end up doing their flip flop based on two X or X Y chromosomes. We know a lot of this, a lot of these various uh, stages. We don't have a definitive answer as to when true self awareness begins, but we're learning. And we're learning. The problem is, is you have too many people right now who don't agree with other people's actions. They want to police those other people and they will say and do whatever they feel they must, even if they're lying through their, to put it bluntly, goddamned teeth to do so. Okay. Now, now you've gotten exactly, you've gotten actually right onto the, uh, right onto the cusp of where I wanted to uh, get us to finish off with, with the roughly 20 or, or so that we've got left for the show. We have people that will say, this is the way it's supposed to be. Doesn't matter what it is. And they will enforce that through sheer force of will in some cases alone but where some things are, you're not going to tell me that that's the way it is just because you're that way, because you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican. We're not going to go ahead and have, we're not going to have that because you're them and we're us. And you remember I said once upon a time, there would actually be discussion to say, okay, look, you got your way, I've got mine. Let's find out which one is going to finally get us to the end product that we really want together. But for some reason, religion tends to get a pass on whether or not it's supposed to have that position of authority. It's assumed to have simply because it is religion. And I'm kind of wondering why... I mean, the easy, the easy answer is because you get drilled into it and you were drilled into it because others were drilled into it before you, uh, a.k.a. the you were taught wrong argument. That's the easy way through. But why culturally do so many, even who do not share, feel like religion gets an easy pass to authority? tradition and well there's a lot of people in key places who find that uh aspect of it to be useful which is why it's not being challenged well it's a mechanism for control because i mean if um yeah anybody with any amount of anybody dishonest with any amount of power uh, would see great interest in the non-questioning mindset, especially when it comes to consumer habits. And um, it's, it's about aligning behavior patterns in predictable ways, basically. That plush. 
Okay, sorry. No, no. Yeah, I'll mention control, you know, just because there's, you know, several instances of where people have gone to get their, you know, doctorate in theology and learn apologetics and things like that. And then they all of a sudden realize, okay, this is, you know, a lot of this is bullshit. What did they do with it? You know, some will drop out of seminary. Some will continue on to be, you know, mega church preachers or whatever you want to call them. Um, um, snake oil salesmen, yeah. uh, shysters, cracks, quacks. People like me who don't discover what bullshit it is until we actually get out and see the real world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bridget, you were in the same boat. Yep. Um, and... You know, I, I was because because tradition. Damn, that's that, that's that was the hardest part of for me to to get over was the fact that you know that reality did not at all match up with what these supposed authorities have been telling me my my entire life until then. Like, like, why would they do this? How could they be wrong? Why? Why? What's the reasoning? It's, you know, and in a young mind, a young mind is, well, I'm sorry, they just don't have the experience. Uh, and they're, frankly, just too filled with doubt about the world still um, to, to, to really deal with that. Yeah, you know, um, Joey. Okay, if, if, if we go with tradition can be the 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 lead up for the, this kind of thing i, I want to hit you with one because i think that you'll really appreciate this there are certain um there are certain irish traditions that they're enhanced because of the men of the cloth being there for you at the end of the life and having a self a gathering with the whole family and the entire town having all kinds of drink to talk about the end of the life of Mr. McNulty because he's passed on and we should have a piss of beer in his honor and talk everything about him. That's a good tradition, whether there's religion involved with it or not. Wouldn't you think? I was hoping that there would be a better reaction than dead silence. Well, I, I think having wakes like that are excellent. You know, remembering the good things about the person and talking about those memories and yeah, it's awesome. I had a, um, I had a coworker who a mutual coworker of ours that I was only a passing an acquaintance of. But he and her were longtime friends. And one year, she fell asleep behind the wheel, drifted into oncoming traffic into a head-on collision. She did not survive. The guy is a lot like me in that he chooses to mourn the lossing of somebody by realizing that they will not be able to have any create any new additional memories with that person or of that person. However, he also chooses to celebrate their life, her life 
by sharing the memories he had with others. And so he and I got together and, you know, sat down over a beer and he told me a lot of things I didn't know. And, you know, this was a nice way of sharing. But we had another coworker who was a bit of. Oh God, I can't even begin to describe this woman. So she started trying to make religious claims and, you know, where she may have gone based on some of her unreligious like actions this is a very calm man he's a big guy like me but he's very calm yeah he lost his cool big time went upside one upside uh, uh, one side of her and down the other you know it, it, it religion poisons everything it in a lot of ways it does um and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. I, I, I was trying to figure out whether or not I should, and you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. There, there's a, there's a reason why. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it in a couple of seconds. Let me just, uh, let me just get this picture set up over on this one screen. Yeah, there we go. That's that's good. Let me show you guys this uh, this picture, and and then I'll explain why. Now, for those that uh, do remember, this is a picture of yes, me as a little kid back in roughly ninety six, ninety seven. I think it's a wonderful picture, by the way. It's it is arguably my favorite picture, and yes, that is my wife, and that was the company. Uh, that was the company. Uh, Christmas party that we'd gone to that year, back when companies used to still do this. And I don't usually talk about this part of this picture, but there's one piece that I do and one piece that I don't. The first one is this dress I had to convince her to try on at a store sale and she didn't want to. And then I finally convinced her to, and she loved it because that side uh, the the frogs on her neckline that look like it's ready to pull apart mm-hmm. yeah. it's actually sewed together at the neck there's no possible way for that to open up the zipper is in the back not on the side she loved this dress because it had the bill thies item where at any moment it looks like it should just fly open but it never possibly could now, I told you that because I was going to tell you this. You see that I'm wearing a red bow tie. Mm-hmm. And I have a red, I have, a, I have red cloth in the lapel pocket. I didn't buy that. I had, I had bought the red, uh, uh, the red bow tie because I, I needed it for whatever the hell event. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in a lot of shit for this one of these days, but that was a pair of her panties that she put into that pocket and did not tell me about until well afterwards. That's hilarious. That's very creative. And that would I'm, make me laugh my ass off. There is no way in hell that I would ever tell that to uh to people. Uh, at 
to wake because um yeah no you, you, you can't you can't do that but you can get away with stuff like that now i'm 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 using that as an example because the whole idea of if you're going to memorialize people enjoy the hell out of it and you don't it, it's one of those traditions that you can actually have that has nothing to do with any dogma or ideology or religion or anything at all you can celebrate the life of somebody because well you can i mean hell it could be your dog talking about the the one time that stupid dog went ahead and dumped uh, a, a a bottle of glitter that you had that you were going to use for a uh, something that you were going to build but you had transferred the stuff from the plastic bottle into a glass bottle and well Suddenly, before you know it, there's all kinds of smears of red doggy blood mixed with pink and purple sparkles all over your floor, and you were never able to get it out of the damp floor because it's linoleum and it's stuck in there. It's with, I mean, stuff like that, which sounds stupid, but I know full well that there's somebody who's experienced that. You can talk through stuff like that. And where am I going with this whole damn thing? I'm I'm trying to make sure that I'm in the right in the right area that I'm I'm trying to hit this dartboard with. You would never, never hear stories like this if you followed along with a religious um end of life event. Or unless you had a lot of alcohol involved. Yeah, or like when my dad died and, uh, you know, people got together and hired an Elvis impersonator to uh, sing at his funeral because he was a huge Elvis fan. And before they closed um, his casket, people put things in there like a plate, uh, a collector's plate with Elvis on there. Um, the red one and the rook from a rook deck, a fishing pole, a Nintendo cartridge, <laughs> you know, things like that. And I thought that was great. It was perfect. Yeah, people have been buried with their uh, with their cars because they loved uh, Joe. Um, Viking pyres set out into the water and, and set ablaze. They would traditionally be uh, uh, set ablaze wearing their full armor and probably one of their best weapons with them, right? Joe is still not there. Right. <laughs> that must be one hell of a phone call. It, 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 it could be. It's okay. But if memory serves, yeah, Vikings, you'd, you'd be set ablaze. I mean, preferably after you died. And, you know, you'd go down with whatever your armor was, whatever your... Your, your sword, your shirt, all yeah. of life. Uh, well, that depends on whether or not she... You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there because, again, too many things going through my head, and one of them I really shouldn't say. Yeah, we don't want to talk about going down with people's wives. Thank you so very much. In the ship, we don't want it on fire. Uh, Not helping. <laughs> Not helping. Now I got Bugs Bunny is stuck in my head. Oh, Bro- oh no, that was Broomhilda. 
Not Bruce, that that was oh, Bruce Middle. <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the wrong name. It was it was Gun Gun Gunhilda. Gunhilda. Anyway, uh, what was it? Stephanie? Had, uh, go ahead and just type over here. Viking bur- Viking burials. Oh no, no. Wait, what? It's oh Broomhilda, you're so wobbly. Yes, yes, I, I know. Uh, Viking, uh, yes, I know it. I can't help it. Yes, thank you. We're gonna get a C and D on this one. Uh, Viking burials had special clothes made. Oh, and all their glorious jewelry. Ooh. So there's stuff that we could find buried in the ocean. All right, whatever. It was about making an impressive arrival in Valhalla. Okay, good point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as religions go for respect, I can get behind that. The idea that you were you were an honored personality. And we hope that you are found worthy. So we're going to deck you out. We're going to set you out there. And we're going to release everything that you are. By burning what's left of the shell that you were. So that your spirit can go up. Wherever. To the exalted feast hall. Why the hell not? I think they should allow that practice to continue. Because if you think about it, it's cremation, right? And we, we already do that in this country. Two, sure, the fire is an open fire, but they're doing it in a body of water where you can't catch other things on fire. So they're actually taking safety concerns into consideration. here. There's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. I just said it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thank, you. Thank you so much. But he's, he, he, yeah, there, there's something you said for it, though. I mean, there can be traditions that, even though they're religious, they could have some good places. The idea of honoring someone after their death. We do that, uh, like I was saying earlier, man. Uh, you know, you, you get over there in the Irish pub to to toast fourteen times over because McNulty can't have his drink, so we might as well have all of his. It doesn't that become going through the motions when, you know, if if religion, if indoctrination removes all of your value judgment abilities, it's it's isn't it? Doesn't all that just become going through the motions? I mean, like. Religious morals are like a parody of morals, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's dictate. It's not morals. And like all of these, like when you see, uh, you know, Aunt Betty crying over her husband's death, well, normally she should be in a happy place uh, because of um, her beliefs, but it, it doesn't at all correspond to her, uh, uh, to nature. Well, there's something to be said for actual closure. Well, yeah. I mean, all of this, I think, I think really when we're discussing religion, we really have to draw a line of separation between people, the, the indoctrinated and the non-indoctrinated. 
and I mean even in the the religion itself between it's often the line between the the leaders the the ones that are controlling everything and then the believers so all of this like okay yeah maybe it does teach okay you know religion it's a self-serving thing it's it's only interest is its its own survival so of course it's going to take the best aspects of humanity and either use them as distraction or you know um, use them as propaganda but um, you know like religious charity I've got a big big problem with that I mean um, they're asking for money for homeless people when they're taking a big cut of the, uh, the whatever we give to homeless people we think we're, we're giving the money to homeless people but they take a big cut for their indoctrination machine. Yeah, that's something I have. Uh, I have every intention of uh, specifically hitting as we get further into uh, the end of summer and uh, towards fall, because that's typically when the bell ringing groups start getting ready to get out there and make their big press. And I, I want to make sure that we, we handle that. But that's that one's a specific thing for a little bit later. But uh, no, you've 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 got a you've got a very good point. Um, I don't know that I've got anything that I want to uh, end up closing with, so I uh, I guess I'll throw it out for any of you guys that want to have any any last item to to throw out there before we go ahead and wrap up. Because, like I said, I personally I I don't think I've got anything that I can uh, that I feel that I need to add to anything. Mm. Well. Um... On the topic of Viking funerals, at least in the U.S., sorry, but they're a no-go. Yeah. Your traditional Viking funeral. Uh, number of laws that are uh, violated by that practice. So how far is it out to international waters? Is it 22 miles? I don't remember off the top of my head pretty sure that's what it is but to, to be honest that would be a hell of a longbow shot at 22 miles don't you think 12 miles 12 12 nautical miles or 22.2 kilometers or th or 13.8 regular miles okay fine or you know you could just get a whole bunch of those uh, those uh, radio controlled drones and just no no it wouldn't work anyway. So beyond that, uh, anything left for you to be said at this point? I got none. Okay. Um. Anybody then? Well, I know. I know. It's. I know. It's. Usually, I'd go down the list for everybody, but I figured make it a free for all at this point. No, nothing. I I uh, stumbled across something this evening uh, before the show that I found rather disturbing. Um, a man that was a close friend of you know my parents that yeah you know, I grew up with uh, apparently became a minister at some point and is running this thing called Come and Dine Ministries, Spiritual Food for the Soul. Wait, what was the name of it again? Come and Dine Ministries. Okay. 
spiritual food for the soul. <laughs> and I'm like, what the what? <laughs> uh, no, that's not manipulative at all. Selling another product they can't produce. Well, it's like you can come, you know, praise and worship with this band here if you want some food because you're homeless, but you know, you have to hear the message to get the food. Gotta love it. Yeah. Don't you want to eat? Dance, monkey, dance. Mm-hmm. Seriously, if, if I started up a, a secular food service that said, hey, before everybody's eats. I want you to do play a game. You have to play a game of Simon Says, and if you don't do it right, you don't get to eat. How long do you think it would take before I got shut down? Yeah, that's just humiliation. It's the same thing when you go in and they make you do the prayers and singing and everything else before you get your food. It's just, you know, that's what it is. It's just humans, a select group of humans just making other humans do their bidding through whatever. You've got a captive audience. Here you have people who are hungry, who who have no, apparently no means of getting food. And you're like, oh, I've got this extra food uh, because of, you know, tax breaks and other such things and donations from other people who, you know, care about these people. And I'm going to use it to take advantage of them. Yeah, well, they, you know, that's funny. I, you know, before I've called myself a dick, I re relabeled myself an asshole because there are a lot of uh, churches that are real dicks. Yeah, you can alternate. Um, <laughs> but but <laughs> the irony in that is that you know they they got this food because of donations. It's a product of their indoctrination because they got their flock following whatever to 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 donate all this shit to them. So they're basically you know they. Manipulate with one hand and then manipulate with the other. And when all is said and done, all we can do is try to explain why people should be listening to us and play by the rules. Play by the rules. There are no rules. Yeah, there are. Well, there are, but... um... And I think probably the only rule that uh, is worth a damn anymore is... Do no harm. Think for yourself. And that way you'll understand what harm is. That could very well be. So I think about now is about the good times I need to go ahead and wrap everything up. So everybody, as always, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us this evening. I hope that you had some fun in listening to whatever prattle we had tonight. And uh, (laughs) hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives as always. So, thank you guys. Uh, of course, over there in the chat, Stephanie, I know it was just you for the majority of tonight. That's okay. Thank you. Really do appreciate it. And um, I'm confusing Hollywood Viking burials with the real thing. Hollywood cleaned them up. It's uh, entirely possible. It's very, very likely. But uh, you know what? The idea of um, the idea of basically having a Klingon funeral with fire. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I'll take that any day. So see if I still have my bat lift. Yeah, good luck on that. In the meantime, Joseph, thank you very much for your time this morning. You uh, you have yourself a great day, and uh, I hope that uh, hope your day sp- spins well with you. 
Oh, well, you too, sir. And thanks for having me on again. No worries. Tech, you have yourself a good morning. And uh, of course, as always, thank you very much for your time. Of course. Um, I'll have a good morning as soon as Mother Nature like stops trying to reproduce inside my sinuses. <laughs> good luck there. Yeah. Oh God, I need to like ear like I, I just need like a 24-7 irrigation system that just like irrigates out my sinuses every like five minutes or so. I'm no, I know we don't have the technology no. yet. No, we do. We do. Unfortunately, it's that little teacup thing. You, the no, no, I'm in an automated yeah. system that runs every five minutes with without me requiring. Uh, you, know. you, you you don't have an industrial vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you know, funny enough, I actually yeah. just acquired a full size shop vac. <laughs> no. No. There you go. No. No, no, because now I've got Vinny Barbarino in my head, and that's not a good thing for anybody right now. No. Some people know the joke. Joey, thank you for your time. You have yourself a good sleep at this point, I hope. That's one hell of a phone call. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the mute button. Joe? Either that or maybe he's making his own coffee Joseph style. It's no, it wouldn't be the case. What exactly is Joseph's style? I d don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Does it involve dancing? <laughs> Regardless, assuming that Joey is otherwise occupied or fallen asleep, probably Should occupied. Go, go, <laughs> On his behalf, thank you, everybody. And Bridget, thank you very much for your time. You, uh, you have yourself a good sleep and. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a piece apparently that we're gonna end up talking about after we close up shop here, aren't we? Uh, probably, but that's okay. So you can find me on Facebook as Bridget Fitch, or you can find my blog Between the Wheels at bridgetfitch twenty one twelve dot wordpress dot com. And, of course, uh, Heretic Woman and Dallin, hope you guys are having yourselves a great time up there at the conference. If anybody would like to uh, get in touch with either of them, Heretic Woman, you can find her over on Facebook, of course, through Beyond the Trailer Park. So you can find that show, beyondthetrailerpark.com. Uh, they'll be on tomorrow doing whatever it is. That they do. I have no idea what they're going to be doing. Somebody will probably end up going ahead and saying something so you can find that over there and of course you can full full chronic that over on uh twitter and patreon and all that happy horse shit whatever the hell it is she, she's getting money i'm not i don't care whatever the hell and of course dallin who takes care of the audio portion of the podcast so you can thank him he he, he is over there on his blog as in the wind dot y o five dot c a because he's up there in Canada where uh it's uh, actually no longer winter so kudos on all that if you'd like to subscribe to the audio podcast of course take a swing over to holy crap the vlogcast.com the link for subscription is over on the left hand side of the screen you'll figure it there once you get over there if you'd like to leave us a voicemail message Feel free to do so at 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. No, I have not memorized it yet. Leave me alone. <laughs> and we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys uh, next week. 
Item last, by the way. After uh, a lot of hard work and a lot of um, pushing back against some really bad feelings, I did finally get the end of cycle for sarcoma fundraising group ready for this year's ride for Roswell. I will make sure that I have a link in the show notes for myself for the upcoming season. The little one and I are already registered and we will be riding in the 20 mile, uh, the 20 mile course on bike because well, 20 miles is a good run. Uh, so long as there is not bad weather, we'll be there. If you would like to help out with that, it is for the Roswell Park Cancer Institute here in Buffalo, New York. I'll be more than happy to uh, accept any donations through that way. And come the end of the month, I will have my traditional 36-hour radio stream marathon fundraiser that I will have uh, a little bit more information for you guys probably next week. And we'll have to make arrangements so that somebody's running the show, not me, because... Uh, I'm going to be busy playing music. I think I've only been able to stay awake for one of the 36 hour runs for the entire 36 hours before. And as a reminder, as uh, Joey would tell you, if he were here, I don't know. I am. Okay. Joey will tell you uh, it ain't 36 hours. It's closer to 40. Really? Yeah. When all is said and done. Yes. More or less. Now I had to step away so that I could go ahead and, uh, find the particular laws uh, that I had mentioned earlier. Fair enough. So now that you're here, probably Wait, you, mean you actually do research. That's awesome. Somebody's got to thank you very much for your time this morning, though. I really do appreciate it. Man. Yep, no problem. So, uh, like I said, I'll have that link over in the, over in my host notes. But other than that, Thank you for being with us. And we will be looking forward to talking to you guys again, as always, next week. And also, just because we can, to all your mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. On behalf of my wife, thank you. As far as to what is Tiny Triple getting me for Mother's Day, I only ever want one thing. I just want a hug. It's always the right color. Never have to send it back because it's the wrong size. I don't ask for much. But yes, for all of you out there, thanks for doing the job. So until the next time we get together, everybody, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, it's almost 13 years. I am still in love. Montenay Fuji, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And you ain't getting those panties back. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod 
at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.